As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I can call myself a designer focused on sustainability issues nowadays, especially in products, footwear, and fashion. Uh, but it all began with me being a sneakerhead first, without even knowing the word sneakerhead when I was a kid. I was interested in the shapes, in the colors, in the materials, in the designs, but I didn't really actually understand that. It was just love for the cultures, love for the shoes, love for the brands. Um, having the most flies thing at, the, at my own feet and like being curious about what other people were wearing actually at the time. And I started universities uh, in Rome studying industrial design because of opportunities that I had to go there. Um, and that started um, because of me being a sneakerhead, but then I wanted to have more an active role in the world of footwear. So I wanted really to become a footwear designer, but I really didn't know all the problematics that footwear industries have nowadays. nowadays. So um, that's why my focus switched not just to footwear, but in general to trying to solve ecological and sociological issues behind footwear industries um, throughout craftsmanship, throughout digital fabrication, um, and throughout future and alternative possibilities in the footwear industries. And that's why then I studied eco-social design in Bolzano, another city in, in the north of Italy. And I just graduated, so that's why, like, after a couple of projects um, in the future world, I just, I'm just trying to understand myself as well. Um, but I love working in the world of materials, in the world of fabrications in general, uh, focusing on footwear, and then bringing all my knowledge in that way from 20 years on in the world of sneakers to move footwear in the future, more sustainably speaking. I know that we're going to talk about biological technologies and how you think that that can improve sustainability in footwear. So I'm really excited to get into that. But I want to know before you talk about that, what you think the current issue is with the with sustainability in the way that the footwear industry works. 
tough question uh and i guess um i will not address of course maybe name of companies but it's a general thing after many many analysis of uh, literature reviews case studies and projects that everybody can see around and everybody can wear their feet um the first like footwear uh, as any other product have ecological and sociological issues behind um after a lot of analysis i understood that the first ecological issue is the linear life cycle design of shoes in general so uh, all the way shoes are produced from raw material extraction uh, until the, their disposal after some years or after some time in general um it's not sustainable at all and, and it doesn't take into account a lot of co2 emissions how workers in other parts of the world are treated their rights um and that's why from ecological we switch to also sociological issues because we are into a hyper capitalistic world um in which people prefer for example not to repair their things uh but just to throw them away and buy things new so today i feel designer have like kind of a mandatory should have a mandatory approach to design things circularly speaking trying other uh solution for the materials for the components that are part of a shoe for example um and this is why i feel i like my mission maybe i just feel it as my mission and my vision is to bring more sustainability around the world of footwear somehow so was sustainability something you were always into or when you were studying industrial design did you realize there's issues with the footwear industry and i want to improve them or was it something that was always within you and then it's just taken shape in footwear uh living in a place in which nobody cares you know like really nobody uh or really a few few people today cares and one day once ago uh nobody cared actually about all these issues no nobody was aware unfortunately my city is not really well known for innovation and for really critical mindset let's say they're really old school minded um so first i was one of them but I, like i was trying to care a bit more like without knowing actually the problem it was just the way i was maybe critical to myself and and to my actions for example just recycling uh plastic bottles for example i saw people throw them on the streets no cares at all you know but i was trying at least to recycle them for example i didn't even know why i just felt it was right to do um so when i started industrial design like i first went there as a sneakerhead so just knowing footwear to wear let's say and you know the style the the hype and the fashion trends and stuff like that and then i was included in a world in which industrial design product design in general like i was not aware of i didn't know about many materials how they are extracted how manufacture actually works in in industry um so i was fascinated about all these things and i was digging into them until arriving to my thesis in which i really wanted to develop a shoe in general and i wanted to apply what i was learning in those last three years so i became a 3d modeler i started to 3d print so i was like but i also loved material fabrics in general even though i cannot sew for example um so i, I don't know i just started my path as maybe let's say this in that part as a sustainable footwear designer and i developed a project in which um like i have this shoe composed by a digital fabricated part which was a 3d printed outsole um and then i had the upper part with mo- we that was like uh analogical made so classical uh craftsmanship technique with fabric amp fabric and a natural tanned goat leather um that 
they and they were pieced together. It was like a modular concept, but it, like it remained a concept, and I had just one uh, kind of first fro- prototype. And from then on, I just started to dig into the the problems of shoes, and that's why I started to like to move further in that direction. Yeah, and you were talking about a circular model. Obviously, things like three D printing really helps this because if you three D print a shoe, obviously it allows it to be recycled easier, things like this, or has the potential to allow it to do this. Do you think that three D technology or three D printing can? How do you think that it can help create a more circular footwear system? I was really fascinated about that, about 3D printing. No, at first it was just like developing a shape in the digital world and then bringing it to life. No, so 3D printer was like a teleport machine in which from the computer brings to reality. Then you discover different materials, different dimensions of printers, so different things that you can actually print. And then you also discover that after that, there are these shredders and then extruders in which you can still recycle the materials and reuse it. So for me, that was like uh, kind of an enlightenment, you know, an epiphany in which I was like, okay, what if shoes are made like that? But it was seven years ago now. Uh, no, sorry, three, three, six years ago, actually. Uh, just something, it was going around like Nike Flyprint, for example, or the first Adidas 4D prototypes. So it was really a new thing to me. And I was like, what if, is this the solution? Like, can it be the solution? And I just tried, okay, I was not aware of uh, making a whole shoe 3D printing. And that's why I decided to piece together traditional craftsmanship with digital craftsmanship. Like I always love to never forget my roots. So I was like digital fabrication, digital craftsmanship takes something from the traditional one and I want to piece them together. So I want really to um, like see and understand if this is can be a circular model to the world of footwear to make a G-local approach to footwear production instead of this system, let's say worldwide, in which materials are taken from a country, brought to another one, and then they produce the things, then brought to another one, packaged, and then brought to another one. Before circularity happens, I guess we should, even if in the in the linear life cycle, we should first shrink all the phase of manufacturing, raw material extraction and that. And this is a design thinking first about the project and then put in practice, you know, like this is what I I thought actually. I think when it comes to product development, if you want to be truly sustainable, you have to look at first the manufacturing process. It has to start at the beginning. Otherwise, you're you're already losing in terms of wanting to create a sustainable product. But this is why I wanted to ask you, obviously you're a footwear designer, did you feel that trying to implement these sustainable strategies had an impact on your creative process or did you feel it allowed you to be more creative? I can, I think it can impact for sure, but I would say at like both ways, pros and cons, because a classical traditional footwear designer that has worked in the industry for the last 30 years, they have completely another mindset, although there is always evolution in how product is made, different technologies, different materials and stuff like that. But when I analyzed the problems of shoes, like pragmatically speaking, the manufacture phase is the worst one, as you were saying, linearly speaking or circular speaking is the same. But I was, I was like, why is that the worst phase? Because usually shoes are made of 30, 40, 50, 60 and more and so on components. So my plan was, what if we shrink first the number of components of a shoe and we, and 
how that how does creativity get impacted by that so my way of thinking is always like it's really different maybe some concepts that I draw sometimes are, are things that are not feasible maybe nowadays or they are just now feasible thanks to 3D modeling and printings but I really don't think as a, a, a shoe with 300 components it's just impossible for me to do so so it's really like I guess the sustainable thinking and, and uh, all the analysis I've made to arrive to this point help me focus on uh, a different kind of creativity, let's say. I really take inspiration from nature. I take inspiration from like uh, from different ecological system, from what a person says. It's really different than making just a mood board, let's say mm-hmm. with uh, an architecture, with a color or with something. Uh, I really take this in a different way. I mean, I also know that maybe the world is not ready for this, but at the same time, if nobody does that, like nobody will start it and nobody will continue. So I feel like, um, I feel really to do so. And I feel, I feel it's right. Like for me, it was right to throw away the plastic bottle to recycle it. It really mm-hmm. is the same. Yeah, no, I love how you've explained that because it obviously shows that your mind, it's like, it's rooted in sustainability. So obviously your creative process is within the sustainability realm, if that makes sense. So it's not impacting you. Whereas someone that's maybe been in the industry conventionally producing footwear may be harder for them to then do their creative process in a sustainable way. So I think that's really interesting. Before we go into the biological technologies, because I really want to hear about this, because I actually don't know about it at all. But I want to also ask your opinion on digital technology and like things like digital sampling in terms of a sustainable solution. What is your opinion on this as well? Like software are helping, are helping the industry, are helping us designers to develop concepts in general. Now there is also AI like Midjourney, uh, DALI and Stable Diffusion that also helps develop ideas and concepts based on words, on sketches and other images. I always feel, uh, at least for me, and what I learned from a nice professor of mine that was like a second father to me, um, like our role as a designer is not to draw, but is to represent ideas. So it doesn't matter if we use theater, if we use sculpting, if we use a pen and a paper, or if we use alpha and orange, or you know things around to make a fast prototype, it doesn't matter. The important thing is that we are able to um, represent what we want, represent the ideas. In footwear, it's even uh, worse because compared to 40 years ago, when anybody has to have a prototype in front, you know, like really produced and then draw directly on it, it's still a technique and it's still possible thanks to 3D printing and in direct molding, for example. Um, but I feel first the digital sampling, so having renderings with different materials, different texture, different um, like like same sample but different details, for for example. This is really helpful. This is really helpful. And I mean, we always have to think circularity also behind that. I mean, now we have computers, a lot of computers, maybe a lot of servers to do that. And if you think circularly also about what we're using, actually, it's a problem. Also that. Uh, First, it was a problem having a lot of prototypes with plastics and synthetic materials. And that just build up, build up, and then you have to throw away because, or you put them in the archive, you know what I mean? Um, now you have more computers. So still, anything anything should be circular, but of course it's not possible to have everything circular, but we can just 
at least think and be conscious of this fact, you know, to move further. But I still, I'm still really pro uh, digital sampling, 3D modeling, like just 3D printing small, small sites, prototypes at home, even with my with a printer. Uh, it really helps the creative process because first you you just catch something, you do the 3D model, and you say, oh, this is really cool and stuff like that. Then you 3D print, you have it in front of you, and you say, I would never put them on my feet. Mm-hmm. No, this is what I'm seeing around a lot of crazy renderings, a lot of crazy 3D models but they are maybe super not comfortable. They are really unhealthy for our back and for working or for running. You know, like yeah. footwear is also going into kind of an artistic direction, which is actually opposite of the functionality of shoes that we forgot. Yeah, I've not heard of people printing like small, like 3D printing small footwear. Is that like an industry standard thing or is it something you just do? I mean, I I have to do it. I can show you here, but I have a small 2D printer. So like when I did my prototypes, I couldn't do a, a 41, you know, a UK yeah. 7, for example. I have also to do, always to do like a small one also for the timing of printing. Because the, the bigger, the more time. Uh, so the more electricity, a lot of stuff like that. So it was fast to have many different samples that are smaller. And then every time adjusting the 3D model, to have a, a new iteration. So you also consume yeah. less material for them and you have really a workflow in front of you. That's I think really it's not really industrial, an industrial, let's say, standard. Like if if people have possibilities, they print like almost uh, scale 1-1 one, one, uh, prototypes mm. because it also helps also uh, the dimensioning and the actual detail and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like in case you do do it yourself, you have to arrange yourself. I think it's nice that you have like this sustainable mindset and it's, yeah, it's clearly just like ingrained in you. So it's nice. But now I want to hear how you're working with biological technologies and how this is fitting into footwear and just everything about that. So you can explain the, firstly what, what that is. The interesting part. So, and you never heard about that, like about like growing materials, so, sustainable I, technologies. I, I've heard about it like really, really vaguely and only recently so i know nothing about it but i like know the gist but maybe i still don't understand so okay that that would be even more interesting for you i guess then um so i didn't know anything about this uh after my bachelor and i just started um like understanding and getting to know these biological technologies which actually are more related to microorganisms like fungi like algae like um bacteria certain species of bacteria, which through their life, they uh, like they grow, you know, they grow like we grow as humans, for example, or other animals. But when they grow, they they are kind of a material then, you know, they, and these are called growing materials. So like, and this is related also to my um, bachelor thesis concept, which then I brought on in my master thesis concept. Um, so first I pieced together the old school traditional craftsmanship with the current digital craftsmanship. Then I was like, like, I want to move further, you know, like, like imagining a future in which sustainability is taken on differently by people and by industries in general. So I was like, what if sneakers could grow? You know what I mean? Like, what if, what if components could grow? What if, um, like we could really collaborate with other things that, that are not actually things, but are living beings that we don't see or we cannot talk to because it's the, they we speak different languages 
And at this point, people would think that I'm crazy, actually, but it, it's really like that. Um, we are used to see mushrooms around the woods, around forests, but the mushrooms that we think are just things, are fruits, they come from a thing called mycelium. This mycelium is kind of the roots of the, of the mushroom, which develop for kilometers, square, square kilometers and square, square kilometers around the, like the forest and the earth in general, and they connect. They are like, they are called the World Wide Web of forests. They connect like uh, all the forest living organisms. Like this thing is actually a material in when you can make it grow in a certain condition, in a certain way, in certain circumstances. And that's what I try to do with my thesis, like with my master thesis. Um, I tried to develop some growing materials using some byproducts of another shoe that I developed, still using hemp fabric, leather from a goat, uh, which is was natural tanned, and then TPU, like the residues of a 3D print. So I tried to combine these two things to try generate new materials that are actually grown inside a laboratory. So from a designer, I tried to, like, not tried, like I became a microbiologist for some months working inside a lab and completely pff, blew my mind. Like it was crazy. The, yeah, I was uh, going to say, how did it go? <laughs> when you're uh, like, usually these projects, uh, like then understanding, because for me, it was everything easy. You know, it was just, okay, let's do that. I want to grow a pair of shoe. Let's go to the lab and let's just let's do it. You know, then a professor that w then became my supervisor was like, do you know what you're talking about? Like it needs time. Uh, first to design the experiment, which is called laboratory protocol. It's like a step-by-step -step receipt of the experiment. So you need time to prepare that. And I spent two months just reading art, scientific papers about mycelium, growing materials, bacteria, laboratories, uh, fabri digital fabrication techniques, you know, all this stuff. And then when I had a lot of information, so I could decide to which, which microorganism I wanted to work. And for me, it was mycelium. So it was a fungi of a certain species uh, because not all the mushrooms, of course, can like build a material, but just certain species. Um, and then from then on, I tried to develop this laboratory protocol. When it was developed and approved by the professor, I went to the lab and I started to work with it. And I experienced it myself how to be a kind of microbiologist designer, let's say. So like having my mindset around people that don't understand what I was doing because they do completely different experiments, you know, with these microorganisms. The results were good and bad, of course, because as I was saying, these projects usually last for a PhD at least. So usually three years, five years, you know, I did everything I did in six months. So like I couldn't do more than I did. Uh, and for me, it was important the experience to understand what it is and if it's actually a possibility in the future. And this is what I say, like, I truly believe now digital fabrication techniques, so 3D scanning, 3D modeling, 3D printing are, can be the present of sustainable footwear. But what if in 10 years, in, in 15 years, our shoes are grown inside a lab? You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would be awesome. Because then you'd also be able to just recycle them yeah like in the best case scenario like we it, they should be biodegradable so like it's not even recycling you just throw them in the garden and one week they're done you know what i mean um yeah. this is at least the vision then we have to see which microorganism how to set up the system inside the lab how to do this this and that so 
like one step at a time. Now there are a lot of startups that are working on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now you say it, there's, I, I have heard of it, obviously, when I interviewed Ping, so from Common Conception, he def- he mentioned it as well, the fact of like growing your own footwear. And it feels like it's definitely like the future of of everything, even though it seems like very far in the future. But also for things like your health and things like we don't, pe- more and more people don't want to wear synthetic materials on your body because it just isn't healthy. And then the only question I have is, so obviously if they're microorganisms, is there any sort of like consideration of like, if it's a living thing, like is any sort of like ethical thing that you considered when you were doing your project? That was part also of my thesis research. Like this is also the crazy part. I, when, when the, uh, my mycelium, when my, my samples were growing inside the incubator, which is kind of a oven, a humid oven, uh, for one month, I like, I, I taught them to be like my friends. You know, I really was trying to understanding that they were growing, they were alive, you know, like that was a feeling that I couldn't have before. And I also used to make them listen some music, some hip hop, you know, Notorious B.I.G. things. I don't know. It was really crazy for me, this, uh, this experience. And then we understood because for microbiologists, it was okay to just dry them out and so kill them because at least like when they grow, they fabricate themselves. Um, and then they become materials when they die, let's say, because if not, they keep, they keep living, no? And for me, that was that day, the first day was like, what? Like, are, are we doing this? You know, like, are we killing, like, what is making my material? And they say, yeah, why not? You know? So I just started them then asking myself ethical questions because nobody actually asked this, uh, because it's super new thing. Um, because they cannot speak, you know, this, this is the point. You understand if they are good, they're feeling good the way they grow. So if they don't have the things to grow, for example, enough humidity, enough properties, or enough resources of potassium or nitrogen, they don't grow. So this is the, their way to communicate with us. But at the same time, there was a, a kind of study in which it was said that if like, they react to some frequencies of music, so music actually can help growing these materials. I mean, this was just a study with mycelium, maybe with other microorganisms, it doesn't work, you need other frequencies, which is not music. But yeah, that was interesting for me. So actually, I guess the ethical, really the very ethical questions will come when actually a system is uh, founded already. So for example, now there is Modern Synthesis, which which was a startup, uh, and now it's actually a company in UK, it should be in London. They are growing uh, bacteria, cellulose. So cellulose, like the one of paper, but with bacteria, you know, and they are growing upper, upper of shoes, thanks to that, just trying and trying and trying, also modifying their DNA for the colors and stuff like that. So a lot of experimentation. I don't know if they ask actually ethical questions on themselves. I guess so, because if you work in this, at a, like and you're also a designer, you ask yourself these questions. But we cannot have answered be- as soon as we don't have the system done, let's say. At least one system really working, I think. So I ask myself questions, but I don't have answers. I just know that yeah. I felt really kind of bad, but at the same time, like, they, they don't speak, you know. They maybe don't have feelings, let's say. I don't know if they have feelings. 
So that's what's hard difficult... that we won't know. But then I suppose it's also like if you're comparing this to also like the bad conditions of people laboring to create mass produce shoes, that's yeah. So it's like if you're comparing these two, it's obviously a better solution. But I think once we start like if this is actually the route the footwear industry goes down and then thing and then it starts being mass produced in this way, I think people will have to face and do more research to see if this is actually ethical but it's but i also think it's crazy that you were saying like when you were growing your material and then you feel like connected to them and like playing the music and stuff like this like that's crazy because that opens a whole other dimension of like sustainable fashion as well because you people say like if you're connected to your clothes obviously then you keep them for longer and then you're not throwing them away and then it's more sustainable but imagine if yeah you're literally growing them yourself and then wearing them then you're gonna be connected to them even more so it's like such an interesting topic but it's obviously so new as well so many questions i guess it's like we have to wait you know like maybe um these things are should be done inside labor proper laboratories with proper fundings you know there is a lot of work behind these things and i just mentioned one startup but actually there are today it's plenty of things and the world of mycelium leather or like microorganism based material so growing materials is moving farther and farther and they started 10 years ago at least even more like studying researching in universities and doing the first startups like ecovative for example which is now collaborating with other different kind of companies with their mycelium leather. So I really feel there should be more and more and more like experimenting, but also I move in this topic myself. Like I discovered it in myself. Yeah. And univer- at least Italian universities don't teach you that. You know, like here we go to the part of education. If we don't educate our children, like maybe not mine, I'm still young, I don't want to have kids now, but uh, in the future, you know, the, the children of today to understanding the problems of the planet and having some critical thinking behind things and that also there are other living beings um, and that we can collaborate and connect to like as they can connect with us because this is life. No, we live in ecosystems. Just because we live in four worlds made of concrete, it doesn't matter. We are still in the same world, you know? And I think it's also, it's like what you're saying. I think, is it, what's it called like microorganisms and there's a word for it but it's it's like all the microorganisms in the soil and things like you don't think of that when you're studying fashion and stuff but it's so important because without all these microorganisms you can't produce plants and then you can't produce materials and then you can't produce clothes so even though yeah it seems so detached from fashion and like footwear design it's actually not and it's something that people need to like understand more to encourage them to be more sustainable and I think if cool brands or like brands start popping up that are cool and they have these kind of philosophies with them then it's going to educate people more and then we'll live in a better world (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. this is the point like it's also maybe the point of this podcast like other like other people spreading this word you know like I really feel uh because of my education first I really feel education in school around these topics of sustainability of growing materials like because it's the future we don't have to teach the past anymore like we have to teach the past but we also have to have a focus on why today is like that something whatever like this situation in a country a culture a religion or whatever but also this people like random people like let's say common people that don't work in the design world or inside a company that produce things 
they don't know how things are produced. You know what I mean? So they cannot be connected to manufacturing techniques, to the material itself, to understanding that there are people treated really badly in another country for your well-being. You know, this is a thing to address today. And big companies could do something, but you know, we live in a capitalistic world in which the money comes before everything. Until, as you say, as you say, until all the microorganisms under the under the earth, under the soil, which it should be called biome, bioma, or something like that, uh, until they are not there anymore, we cannot produce any more materials, so you can do any more in even money in general. You know, like it's still a cycle. Everything is yeah, like that. Yeah, it goes back to the circular model. Like it literally is a circular yes. model. Like we are a circular model. Yeah, no, it's so it's so good that you're exploring this. And I think it's like we said, it's it's good that you're doing it through a lens of like, but you're also like a sneakerhead and then you're combining the two worlds because that's what it needs in order for people to resonate with it and it actually be enjoyable and interesting for people. So I think it's really it's really cool. So have you ever made a sample with these kind of um, biological technologies that you've actually been able to wear? I couldn't wear it, like, because um, matter of, uh, like, our, my laboratory was a shared laboratory between different research groups. So actually, I was already lucky to have a space in the incubator for some of my samples, but the incubator was, like, really, like, maybe 60 centimeters wide, for example, for 60 centimeters uh, depth. Um, so, like, in the end, what we did uh, with the with the final part of the project was to replicate the components of the shoe I already have a prototype of, uh, but in a scale that was micro. So I had this like kind of micro petri dishes with, in which inside there is this uh, kind of mold I 3D printed myself, having the shape of the components of my shoe. So I was already, I wanted to prove in the end because I couldn't grow actually a one-on-one scale prototype of my sneaker. I wanted to prove at least the mycelium actually grow inside a substrate and if the substrate has a certain shape the mycelium follow that shape and don't go anywhere else and I proved that and after that I have to degree you know I had the, to define my thesis so it everything like finished and I started to just spread the word of my project also to make other people understand that it's possible to do something if you want you just have really to work hard hard and never stop one day to do that I don't know, I have really this uh, hip-hop mentality of hustling every day somehow, you know, never stopping. Um, I mean, it's also bad sometimes because if we don't stop, we don't think and we cannot make new ideas and new concepts. But at the same time, when you have a plan, just go for it and try. At least this is what I did. And I I try to to make it real in the future. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I was going to ask, what is next for you in terms of your footwear design career? Like, what do you want to achieve next? For many reasons, uh, like after one year of never stopping, like actually it's two years because one year of thesis and then like I just started Milan Design Week, having a podcast, interviews, um, another like conference in UK in the last month, like last three months, uh, just moving farther like with networking with people. This is what I did more or less. Because now, uh, because of this period, which is pretty weird in my life, I really feel, first of all, to go away of my city because I need a new space. I'm really creativity blocked here. Um, and because of that, and also because I have a lot of knowledge around sustainability and like sneakers in general, but I've never had actually an occasion 
to work inside an atelier of a footwear design studio, like for example, or a footwear company. So now I'm looking for expand my skills. So like looking for a job, actually, maybe this could be also kind of an announcement, looking for a job yeah. somewhere to develop a sustainable footwear in general. This is what I want to do because I can give a lot, but I also want to like really um, get more knowledge around the practical things about classical footwear methodologies and how can I actually interact with my mindset in a kind of classical system, let's say. Want to see also the things. Yeah, I think it's going to go well for you with your mindset and already what you've done. So what is the space for what you're doing? It's, it's really cool. And as a final question, where do you think the future of the fashion industry is going? Biological, like everything, everything like that, like biomimicry, so biological inspiration. Uh, we have to come back to nature somehow, even if we actually don't feel it. I, I was like that. Like when I moved to this small city in the mountains, uh, I've never been to the mountains before. And for me, it was weird, really, really weird. Another mindset, another thing. Things are really slow compared to a city. And then I discover how important it is to have been connected with nature and then out, uh, like finding way to bring that nature into our profession, um, inspirational speaking, uh, thinking, having concept inspired by biological systems, um, having landscapes around to uh, to widen like our thinking in that way. So I really feel the future of fashion and footwear is for sure biological, no matter the like the way of fabricating, because now there are a lot of people doing great things around that with three D printing, also three D printing fabrics to do, for example different kind of uh, dresses, for example, and there is a guy that is growing crystals, he's growing crystals on shoes or on, on piece of clothing. And I was like, I mean, I'm growing a living things, but you are growing rocks, you know, on a, on a textile. So you can just imagine what the future can bring based on this and based on some maybe search that you can do around growing materials. This is the future, yeah. man. It's so cool. It's so synchronistic you're saying this because for my New Year's, I went to the Lake District, which is in England, and it's like in the mountains. And yeah, I've been living in a city, living in Amsterdam, even though Amsterdam isn't even like a huge, like buzzing city, it's still, you still feel disconnected from nature. And then being in the mountains, you just remember, yeah, like you, as humans, we need to be in nature. And I feel like even though when you're talking about like digital things and new technology, you think, oh, that's so disconnected. But I think there is a way to bring it together, like nature tech. I heard this term. So it's like yeah. really cool. And I really think that is the future. And I really hope it is as well. So amazing. We hope it, you know, fingers crossed for a more nature based, biological based future, more connected, yeah. you know, like that. This is what we need. Uh, it was really weird for me to walk barefoot in the nature the first time, like in the in the mountains with rocks and grass, uh, like be, uh, below my feet. And then I was like, you know, it, it feels different. And it's just like a really practical example of what nature can bring you. Like if you hug a tree or this kind of stuff, I always think that was bullshit, complete bullshit. But then you try to do it your way. Maybe you don't have to hug a tree, but you just walk around nature or you just discover new places or you, you draw something when you're dead, I don't know, whatever. And you discover like that your batteries are recharged really, really fast. 
and and the silence when you go back to a city in which there is all concrete you don't have green around and it's a lot of noise a lot of chaos you feel another person you know this this is what happened for me so i hope really all our listeners will maybe get the suggestion and just leave close the computer and go out in the wild and do something there you know i couldn't agree more and i've actually been it's weird because i've been thinking about it more before so that's a great place to end it a great message so i'm so i loved it i yeah so good thanks a lot yeah and i can't wait to see what you're doing next Uh, i cannot wait as well i hope to find a job soon so i can really move farther with my ideas and you know we're just trying to bring the future For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done